This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans and ask about the new craft beer Commonwealth. Harmonious Gentlemen. Well, if podcast episodes were similar to the number of frames played in the World Series of Snooker, you would know that this is episode 33, and that's how many rounds it takes to win the World Snicker, Snooker Championships. Snicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know I meant Snicker. Yeah. So hold on. That's like one game takes 33? Well, I guess. It's like split up into semifinals and finals, but that's how many games okay. it takes to win. Okay. Have you guys ever watched Snooker like on TSN 3 or no. ESPN Maybe. 7? That's that's the... It's billiards without numbers on the balls, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you got your red balls and your yeah, obviously. color. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Bigger table. Yeah. Skinnier cues, maybe? It seems like know. a sketchier game. Like, it just seems like it's not on the level, just really? by what it's called. You know I what I mean? I think it's classier. While you try to mm. snooker your, yeah, that's right. yeah, your opponent. It sounds sneaky to me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound honest. I don't know. That's where the word sneaky, sneaky came from. Yeah. Just well, you're an English teacher. You would know. <laughs> yeah. And where the chocolate bar comes from eventually as well. Snickers, Snickers. <laughs> What's the most obscure sport you like? Actually, sat down and watched. I know there's like poker, got a couple popular darts, maybe bowling. But have you ever watched something that you were surprised you enjoyed? Well, that you guys, someone recommended that show on Netflix with the all about the different sports. Oh yeah, yeah. that has some crazy sports. The one throwing the gate and or the goat into the pit. But you've never watched like no, that no, sport no. before, have you? Oh. No, except on that show. But I want, yeah. Well, I'm Graham. <laughs> yeah, I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And um, today we're going to do something different. Well, not that different, but Tyler has our topic chosen, and Chris and I don't know what yeah. it is. Right. So this, this is similar to a couple episodes ago, yeah. Chris prepared for an episode mm-hmm. um, just with some guiding questions and did a little bit of research. So I did the same thing, Yeah. but I just didn't give these guys a warning. But it's a different feel, me. isn't it, Tyler, when you're the one coming with knowing what you're going to talk about? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a idea. bit of pressure, but yeah. also a little bit of... I'm glad that I know what it is and right. you guys don't. That part feels good. Because we're going to say something really dumb. <laughs> I already of, have. I talked about snooker. <laughs> snicker. Snicker. Um, speaking of saying stuff that was dumb, we made our election predictions a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, that episode got a lot of listeners really fast. So people were fairly engaged in the election. Maybe they still are because it's not <laughs> yeah. quite Hasn't over. Hasn't been declared. And, well, it is over. But well, it has it been declared? I don't think officially that doesn't happen until later when okay. the electoral okay. votes are made. But I think in terms of, um, you know, it's it's it certainly hasn't been conceded. No, it has not been conceded. So who was right, Tyler? What did you predict? Well, initially I Scorched said Trump, Earth. Trump for uh, in a, line, a landslide, but then I I took that back and went with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been paying attention. What happened with the election? Uh, <laughs> he was <laughs> Kanye Con- got a couple thousand. Kanye votes, was the first to concede. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kanye twenty twenty four, and then I mean, if you go by what Trump says, you're right. He did win the landslide. Mm. <laughs> if you don't count yeah. certain votes, he wins. <laughs> right. um, but I think Chris, props to you. I think you got it right. You called it on the money. Yeah. You said Biden would win. It would just take a week or two even to tally votes. Yeah. So and we're still tallying them, or they're still. I think all the important states are they've been called. Okay. I think there's still New York State. I think is still going, but I think it's. It's been called. And kudos to our cousins from the South. More people voted mm-hmm. in this election than in any other in American history. Yes. Yes. I so think people Biden's were like 80 million votes, 10 million more than the next 
like before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Trump too. Like they both had tons of votes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. And I think in my in the last episode I talked about my fear being that regardless of the the results there'd be violence and mm-hmm. um unrest and it seems like I mean that could still happen but it's been better than I thought it might. Yeah, you didn't see a lot of you saw some people sort of outside counting stations and stuff but nothing right. super violent or anything. No, it was But there's been no violent protest either no. side, have there? Right? No, really? there was the Maga Million March. Yeah. Like 12,000 people came out <laughs> strong. Uh it's a good crowd. Yeah. Um, it's a little scary now, though, when you know it's unprecedented for the sitting president to just be right. completely delusional and detached, and detached, yeah. and kind of undermining democracy in a way. Like you're kind of establishing that, which is, I think, not that great for the future. But um, yeah, I mean, it's over almost. And yeah, uh, yeah. I forget what Peter predicted. I, I predicted that it would be a landslide for Biden, which, you know, if you think about, he, he did win by, they're saying, I think, like 6 million votes now, popular vote. So oh, wow. once they tallied them, it that was quite a landslide. landslide. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the time, it, not the night of, like I thought. So yeah, I wasn't correct. Yeah. Peter predicted a physical fist fight between <laughs> the president and the <laughs> and his running mate. And it didn't happen. Thankfully. It could, though. Still. I guess it's still good. Um, last time we tried a new segment, which was a like a news item. And we'll do that every maybe a couple episodes. And maybe we'll we'll go back to the basics and do a recommendation quickly. Okay. But maybe and before trades. we hit the break and trades, <laughs> get the jury's out. Um, but Tyler, do you want to maybe tease the topic before we do our recommendations? Or do you want to save it till the end of recommendations? Um, Keep everyone in suspense. Well, I think we should take a little break and eat some chicken nuggets. Okay. And then do recommendations. Nice. And then... I feel like somehow chicken nuggets might be connected to that. Oh, it might. Oh, We've been talking about it a lot. Do you have any snicker bars? No snickers. Okay. I called it snicker bar. Let's take a break. (laughs) Welcome to Recommendations, the segment where we recommend things. My recommendation um, is not really a thing or a product. It's something you should try and watch uh, in real life. If you can ever watch a two or three year old interact with any kind of machine with Google and asking <laughs> it questions, you should do this. Huh. So we have these little, you know, little speaker thing. It's like a Chrome, whatever it's called. And you say, okay, Google. And then you, t- yeah. yeah. So our daughter figured it out the other day and she says, okay, Gaga and whatever. Didn't really say it right, but it still recognizes. Oh, wow. But, and like, look, I, I can't stand those things. Like they never understand me. You know, you're always yelling tw- two or three times. Google's not a sponsor on the show, so I don't love how it works. <laughs> But I just sat for a good 10, 15 minutes the other day and just watched my daughter huh. try and get things. And it was really funny to listen to the Google machine lady try and figure out what June was saying. It was a blast. Really fun. I was was she ever successful getting it to do what she no, wanted? No. One time she wanted music and that worked. She asked for, I want a dance party. Like she wow. mumbled dance party. And then a song came on and we all danced, which is really great. But anyway, it just it was like payback for those things that never really understand what I'm saying. But now it's like, okay, now you try and understand my two-year-old and deal with it. <laughs> Take that, Google. Take yeah. that, Google. So I bet we're helping with the algorithm. Like, we're probably helping it learn, right? Like, nothing's going to help it learn than trying to decipher what a two-year-old is saying. So hmm. I recommend trying to watch a child use Google. Or I'm okay. a horrible parent for doing that. I don't know. But it was funny. Oh. No, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if you watch for hours of, like, just no. your daughter struggling to get, like... Right. Yeah. Well, she got bored eventually and yeah. gave up, so... 
I think my children get that much joy watching me try to do it, say the wrong thing. Yeah. Hey, Google. Okay, Siri. Or I always get them backwards. Okay, Gaga. Okay, Gaga. I'll try that next time. Okay, I'm going to recommend uh, a place in central Alberta. It's the new indoor farmer's market in Gasoline Alley, which is close to Red Deer. Unfortunately, it's not in the city limits, but um, it's the next best thing. And right now, it's just an indoor market where different vendors are selling. And the basic idea is that they're all locally sourced um, and local vendors. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure. There's maybe 30 or 40 different food and beverage and uh, clothing kind of retailers. And then the Keystone project, though, is going to be Commonwealth Brewing. Our friends from Blind Man are going to be in there with the fellas from Red Heart. And then they're going to have, I think, 18 taps. I think they're called Craft Beer Commonwealth. Craft Beer Commonwealth, yeah. 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 Awesome. It's going to be awesome. Great. So that part isn't finished yet, but the market is open. Today was the first day. And is is the idea that it's going to be open year-round and like all week long or is it just a few days a week the market as from what i understand is only open saturday sunday and then i'm not sure about the commonwealth part yeah, i think i heard that they can set their own hours for that okay but because i think they'll have food and beverage there yeah. so it would make sense that that's open more but and did you mention that blind man brewing is part of that or connected yeah to that? Oh, okay we should record from there yeah for sure the mezzanine and Get a table. That would be awesome. Yeah. Be fun. Good recommendation. I think that one's going to like be great for a long time to come. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we needed and yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's a cool place. Cool. Yeah. We're excited to check it out. Um, my recommendation is similar to one I've made in the past and I've made a few that I know none of our listeners ever (laughs) try or, um, listen to or check out, but, this is another one of those. This isn't like a push-up or burpee one, but it's uh, rap music, which I haven't heard anyone. If anyone listens to any of my music recommendations, I'd love to hear back from you. It would be very affirming. But um, even if you listened to it and didn't like it, I would appreciate that. But here's another one. It's Aesop Rock is the artist, and the album is Spirit World Field Guide. And Whoa. it is, um, he's a very talented lyricist and rapper. And it's a long album, 21 songs, um, good lyrical content, clever lyrics. Yeah, it's uh, if you like rap at all, it's worth checking out. And I, I'm not a huge rap fan, but you've mentioned that before, that guy, and he's awesome. Like, I, yeah. I second that. It's, yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. So I'm so excited, Tyler. What are we talking about <laughs> yeah. tonight? Because this is the moment. What is <laughs> right. our topic? So the, the, the chicken nuggets was a teaser. Ooh, okay. okay. And I'm just going to read a, uh, a statement, I guess, that can start our conversation. <laughs> On the most basic level, a human's life is not worth more than an animal's life. Whoa. That's a quote from Tyler Captain. That's where I'm at 2020. now. 2020. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you played a nuggets. <laughs> well, I shouldn't laugh. Maybe it is a quote from you. Say that one more time. On the most basic level, a human's life is not worth more than an animal's life. And we're going to talk about animal rights. After the break. (laughs) So I'll be honest, Tyler, when you opened your screen, I could see the bold 
heading animal rights. And I was kind of like, oh boy, I don't even know what I would say about this because I haven't thought about this very much. Not that I haven't thought about animals. I like them a lot since I was a kid. I've always loved learning about them. But paradoxically, I also like eating them. So maybe can you tell us a little bit like what do you mean by animal rights and animal welfare and kind of give us some sure maybe vocabulary to to ground us to start with maybe? Yeah. And I also want to start by saying like I don't actually, I'm not an expert on this either. Like I've done a little bit of research today. And when I was thinking about a topic, I actually asked you guys if you wanted like a light, medium, or heavy topic. And I I think the the answer was light to medium. So I started just by thinking, yeah, so it felt kind of there. But then I started researching and um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff for sure. One thing that I thought I think is important for us to talk about first is maybe the difference between animal rights versus animal welfare. Okay. And there's there's people who kind of fight for or um, advocate for both of those things. So like advocates for animal rights and some who advocate for animal welfare. So I'll just read something that I, that I found today. It says, Animal rights are di- distinguishable from animal welfare. In general, the term animal rights is the belief that humans do not have a right to use animals for our own purposes. Animal welfare is the belief that humans do have a right to use animals as long as the animals are treated humanely. The animal rights position on factory farming would be that we do not have a right to slaughter animals for food, no matter how well the animals are treated, while they're alive, while the animal welfare position might want to see certain cruel practices eliminated. So there's a bit of a difference there. And so, but then I think there's also this list of um, what it means to accept the doctrine of animal rights. And there's just this list here. So, I, and I think what I'm going to try to do for this episode is I'm going to try to take this stance. Okay. And I don't, I just don't want to come across as mocking it, even right. if it's not really it's what not I, intention. what I think. Yeah. Um, that's not my intention at all. Um, but for but the purpose of having a discussion. It isn't really my authentic position, but I'll sure. kind of present some of the stuff I found and, right. and do that in a yeah. true way. But anyways, accepting the doctrine of animal rights would mean no experiments on animals no breeding and killing animals for food or clothes or medicine, no use of animals for hard labor, no selective breeding for any reason other than the benefit of the animal, (laughs) no hunting, no zoos or use of animals in entertainment. Mm -hmm. So do you guys accept the doctrine of animal rights? Well, Well, by accepting it doesn't mean we agree with it or just like we're aware of it. Well, I think, yeah, what I meant was do you, like do you... If you think they have those rights. No. Graham? <laughs> I'm going to wait till the end of our talk before I make any final decisions here. Okay. To start with, I would say I, li- I don't live in a way that accepts them because I eat them and I have a pet and I... Yeah. You use them for labor. Yeah. I have yeah. an elephant that yeah. lives heavy things. Um, so when I... You brought this up and I, I... You know, growing up, I didn't really think about this very much at all, to be honest. Like my, my parents didn't really... That wasn't a discussion topic for us. But I remember I got a summer job once, uh, pretty young, and it was working at a like a chicken farm in those long, you know, and uh, and uh, it was pretty horrific. Like I didn't know what I was going into, and it was basically just a bunch of kids like me pulling the chickens out of their yeah. cages, walking them down, and then throwing them on, on a machine that would electrify them, and then put them in the. And uh, like it was pretty like I had I didn't know what it was going to be, and I was 
admittedly pretty disturbed. Um, not not necessarily about the fact that the chickens are being killed. I, I was pretty aware of that. It was the way that the kids there were treating the animals, hmm. kicking them like soccer balls, throwing them to each other, like really like not right. like really gross stuff. You know, kids being really uh, stupid. So I remember that was my first time when I realized like this isn't really right. Like this is this is pretty bad. Chris is mm-hmm. can relate because you were one of the kids. No. Um, <laughs> And, and you know, and but you know, by the way, and, may, and maybe that's not. Maybe some people would think, yeah, they're animals. That's fine. But for me, that was disturbing. For me, that was like, I, I'm not okay with this. This is gross. Um, and not only that, the, the cages they were in were so tiny, and most of them didn't really even stand properly. Like it was just kind of weird. Like it just was not a world. I you, know, you think of the farm, the farmer or McDonald, and like that's what you picture. That yeah. is not the reality. And I think that was my first wake up call. Like factory farms are a reality. That's why meat is cheap and available. And uh, so anyway, that was my, my youngest experience when I realized like maybe animal welfare is something I can attach myself to a little bit. Right. Just because my completely subjective immediate reaction was, oh my goodness, that is so gross. And but, but it was, you, sorry. You, well, you did eat those chicken nuggets tonight too. So it's not like it turned you away from nope, meat. Or- it didn't. No. Um, although I, I can talk about it later. I've, I've considered, I've, I've weighed some of the stuff in the past for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying I'm. But anyway, in that moment, I remember thinking like, this is, and so, yeah, so you'll see movies that t- talk about, you know, um, factory farms and, 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 and seeing some stuff that is kind of disturbing, I guess, to me. Um, now the doctrine of animal rights is a different level, uh, which I, I, I don't feel like I connected to too many of those statements. Um, <laughs> Do, are you assuming Tyler, by reading those two things, like there's gotta be a, Animal rights seems like the furthest in terms of how you would care for an animal. Animal welfare seems like you're still caring for the animal. There's probably people not even that far on the spectrum who don't care for right. the welfare. Like of they are a commodity for us to yeah. use. Right. And we, right. another thing I was reading about was all the ways we justify these actions. Hmm. And that's one of them, like, is that they were, they're here for us to use mm-hmm. for our benefit. Yeah. Um, that they are not. Um, as important as humans or they are not. Um, yeah, they don't deserve the same rights. Right. And I, and I actually, I have something here, now that I kind of said that I should probably read this. I think that's a misconception. That's not really what um, they're advocating for is this, that they have the same rights as humans um, because they don't mean like no one wants cats to have the right to vote oh, or like yeah. <laughs> dogs have the right to bear arms. So, but, to drive. so it's not that they get the same rights. <laughs> But it's it's all about like, do we have the right to exploit or use, um, like another living thing, right? And sure. yeah, so it's and I wonder how they would define living because plants are living things, but not in the same way that an animal is, right? Right, and yeah, it's not like it's a heartbeat. They're definitely well. I, I actually wonder would there be a hierarchy even in the animal world? Like mammals are the yeah, that was one of my questions for you. Is mm-hmm. like would if you went like the chicken farm. Yeah. Like, would it have been worse if it was like puppies being kicked? Yeah, right. Well, or less worse if it was stick bugs or right house flies, rats. I mean, yes, and sure. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> puppies would. Yeah, uh, but 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 my but my vis- my reaction on that day was not not that different from if puppies were being like right. Because right. it almost said more about the the people's yeah. instincts than, than the animals themselves. It was like, oh my, you treat animals like this? What you know? Which would have been a similar response to a puppy. So I worked right. on a dairy farm for a while and my father-in-law was the farmer and he treated his cows very well. 
And partly it's because I think he's a caring, gentle guy, but also he knew that, well, actually, I've never talked to, I'm assuming this, by treating them well, they milked better and they right. lived longer. And right. so they were well cared and well fed. And right. yeah, I wonder if it's something about the animal dying that like by treating them less like they should be treated, it's easier to kill them or something. I don't know. Right. Well, and when they're seen as a when they're seen as a means to an end, like they're they're part of a business, yeah. right? And I mean, people, hundred you know, turn of the century, like there was children being exploited in factories before they were told they couldn't. So people, there's no limit to what people won't exploit for their gain, right? And so mm-hmm. animals, yeah, I, I, I love the idea of like there's this animal hierarchy though that you mentioned. Um, yeah. Have you guys ever seen the Cove? Yeah, it's right? terrible. And so when you learn about how smart dolphins are. Doesn't that kind of change your perception about like whether we should kill them or not? Even though they're animals, they're mammals, but they seem really intelligent compared to, let's say, chickens. Right. They're not mammals, but you know what I mean. And so is intelligence something that we can look at and say, well, this animal's too smart or, you know what I mean? Right. Or if like a lack of intelligence or ability to express that intelligence is a reason to kill and exploit an animal. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we're like, there's humans with different levels of intelligence and abilities to express Ooh. that. Well, right, let's so take a look well, at that. This next got real. <laughs> this got real. Tyler's too fast. The, so there's I a said connection. Something light tonight. Like, well, I, no, just kidding. Yeah, like those those people, those kids booting chickens around. Are mm-hmm. they more likely to treat people sure, sure. with less respect because sure. they're able to yep. treat another living thing, exert like their that. power in that way? And right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. I'm still not, I think we should do a little more talking about the, the, um, animal rights piece there. Quick okay. question though. You're the expert now. Yeah. Um, if you if you subscribe to that doctrine that you d- laid out there, you obviously would not be eating meat. Would you have a, like a pet or no, you can't like pet ownership. It seems like it's not in there. Yeah. It, I read a few different things and I think, um, yeah, uh, a lot of, people who adhere to this animal rights movement or I don't know if to call it a movement, but they wouldn't agree with pet ownership. Mm -hmm. But some things I read said that if you are rescuing an animal from a situation where like your care is better than what they had, like that's kind of an exception. This is going to be cynical and sound really judgy, but I feel like some of those people would end up actually being like pet owners who think they're, Doing that, you know, somehow the pet has given themselves up to be in a relationship, friendship with them, or so. I don't know. I can imagine yeah. that being kind of the. I way think they if you think about it truly, like accept the doctrine of animal rights, and there, this there's another kind of biblical or theological connection to this too, where I think the intention for our relationship with animals wasn't to be like using them for our own purposes it was to live in harmony with them like to care for them so yeah to care for them which doesn't mean like taking them for walks when we want to take them like i know like you are caring for them but it is for your own purposes right like with a dog or with uh so i I think most would say pet ownership is wrong too wow i'm willing to bet like 80 percent of our listeners have have a pet or more yeah yeah in western like in our culture it's really normal yeah and i think for sure, of course. people have, uh, um, from what I was reading, even like the biggest problem would be like breeding specifically for better pets for us. Because we are like, if you, right. certain pets, you breed them 
in a way that actually like makes their life worse to make our lives better. Hmm. Um, I assume that they would not be a fan of zoos, which you mentioned. Right. But Although could, what if a zoo is like trying to rescue or prevent endangerment or Because zoos often extinction. talk about that when you're there. They yeah. make that clear. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And they would, from what, I, from what I read, like, yeah, they're against the idea of zoos, mm-hmm. like using animals for entertainment. Yeah. But rescuing animals is okay. Like, but in a perfect world, we wouldn't need to do that. Like, if we weren't poaching and destroying their environment. Right. And what would their view of nature documentaries be? Yeah, I think if I mean, I didn't read anything specifically about that. But my, mm-hmm. if I try to answer that, I'd say, if it's to inform us about them and like to increase our respect for them. Yeah. Um, Which is a lo- most of them, I think. I do think most that. of them are, yeah. Yeah, that's the intention. Um, it's not exploiting them or harming them for our entertainment. Yeah. Right? Like, Although, but, after I watched Tiger King, maybe I would get on board <laughs> with this stuff. I don't know. Oh, no question. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's, let's take a little chicken nugget break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today, when I was researching this, I uh, thought I should look up biblical support and against um, veganism or uh, animal rights. And one of the most compelling things I found was a quote from um, the Pope in 2002, so not the current Pope. John Paul? Uh, Benedict uh, oh. sixteen. Okay. And... So he, I'll just read what I found here. It said he invoked sacred scripture when he told a journalist in 2002 that degrading of living creatures to a commodity seems to me, in fact, to contradict the relationship of mutuality that comes across in the Bible. The mutuality to which Pope Benedict XVI referred to comes across clearly in the first books of the Bible. I often tell my theology students, so this is from another article I was reading, Um, tell my theology students that Genesis 1 and 2 are among the best pro-animal texts we could ever imagine there being. Non-human animals and humans are created on the same day of creation. Both share the breath of life. So that's the end of the quote. Um, But another thing that I was just thinking about that kind of adds to that was this idea of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, which is kind of like a biblical narrative. Um the restoration part is what we're supposed to be acting towards as Christians is restoring things to the way God intended. So I think that connects to what um, the Pope was saying there about Genesis one and two, both being created on the same day, sharing the breath of life. Um, So I found that fairly compelling as a biblical evidence or support. Did you come across biblical evidence to support the eating of meat? (laughs) I did. There's lots of verses (laughs) scattered throughout they would um, eat the, the, the like the sacrifices and stuff. The priest would eat, I think. Right, and uh, and there's lots of kind of one-off Old Testament verses about you should eat meat, like yeah. Um, but um, and and then even like one that comes to mind is like that we are in oh, dominion or like we are in charge of animals, yeah. right? So you could interpret that to yeah, be dominion like, would be the term, the biblical term, right? I think that so would like get you used can do with them what you want, kind of. Um, but I found yeah, what I read before a little more compelling than that. And that a lot of those other verses come after the fall. 
so in as a result of sin and if we're supposed to be um, restoring creation to its intention or to God's intention then we shouldn't be doing that hmm. oh. so how that convinced you <laughs> well I'm just yeah um, there's a lot of things I'm thinking one is the you know the way you grow up often is and Graham you mentioned this before this segment, but living where we live, like we live in Alberta where beef is like a huge part of the things that are going on around us and Mm -hmm. grain and, you know, like we're in a agricultural community, but I grew up loving animals and loving going to the zoo because that's the only place I could learn about certain animals or the aquarium. If I got a chance, like to see a killer whale up close was so remarkable, you know, but then when you learn more, like you talked about the cove and you um, see kind of how people might treat something uh, that changes your opinion. So if I grew up loving steak or hamburgers and I saw a documentary about how poorly cows were treated, maybe I would change my tune. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like to be told like you shouldn't eat meat. It's evil. You know, if you see like a pita thing and it's like attacking you right. for eating meat and you yeah shaming you and, and you've grown up on it, it's normal to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, not going to work for me, but no. But at the same time, we also mentioned too, we were talking earlier about how I had that experience in the chicken farm and I also worked at a pig farm. And so a few things, whatever, people work at farms, I'm not bragging, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's fine. But, you know, and so I talk about animals welfare and being concerned, but at the end of the day, do I always make those kinds of choices? You know, when I buy food, do I always try and make sure I get local, you know, smaller farm whatever like you know what i mean like am i more discerning when it comes to where my food comes from and often i'm not and maybe that's even because of your experiences maybe you should be more but yeah yeah maybe you should be more and then you see the price tag and you think oh boy you know um yeah but i think a lot of our and i'd be i may be coming out of taking a out falling out of character here a little bit but i have similar experience working on a pig farm where in those moments that experience I would feel like, ooh, like these are lives that like aren't being treated very well. Yeah. But I have so much more experience in my life that is like eating pork is fine, eating meat is fine. Yeah. McDonald's is fine. Like yeah. so it, the just the balance isn't there. Like it's out of whack. Mm-hmm. Like those moments where I feel empathy for an animal like are way out outweighed by well, he- you can feel that way one day, the next day go out to dinner with all your friends and everyone's got meat in front of them. And that's just the way our society is structured. Right. That's what it's all in. Like in Alberta, that's what we, part of what we do here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's hard to, to really make that decision and to sit down and be intentional. And I never, I never necessarily have. And I've definitely thought about that before. And you know, I wonder if I'd stop eating meat. I wonder if that'd be a big mm-hmm. deal. And if I could, you know, I know I could eat other things instead and haven't done it. Um, but yeah, I, um, I worked on a dairy farm one day. I was cutting hay. So a hay bind is a machine you pull behind a tractor with a really long knife that vibrates really quickly and cuts through thick grass. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but I ran over a fawn. Like, so I don't know if fawns are like a baby deer are taught to lay down in the grass or if they just do that as a natural instinct to hide. Um, But my father-in-law came up and said, hey, did you know you put a deer through the the haybine and I like I I was really like sad about mm. it like oh I can't believe I killed a little baby deer and meanwhile I'm cutting hay to feed to animals that we're gonna butcher to eat right like it's yeah. like yeah <laughs> for for whatever reason like I felt bad about that so why I would feel bad about one and not the other is 
maybe hypocritical. I don't well, know. Well, I've heard the I've heard the um maybe Joe Rogan said this once. Man of wisdom Joe Rogan said something about <laughs> yeah. like hunting and how if yeah. you maybe he didn't say this. He says a lot of things. He probably said this, but if you are going to eat meat, you should be willing and able to to hunt and to like kill, to it. kill it. And butcher it even. Because we are so removed. Oh, even yeah. those chicken nuggets, it's, yeah. that doesn't look anything like chicken. Like you, it's, it's 10 steps away from us. So I, I think there's some truth to that, though, in the, in the idea that you should face up to what you're doing if, if you know. I don't know if you... If you, if you that like if you of, can't kill it, you shouldn't eat it. Not that I believe that, but I kind of understand the sentiment there, I guess. I understand the idea that if you're unwilling to take that life, but you're going to buy super cheap meat at the grocery store. Again, this is all I'm saying things as a hypocrite in this moment because <laughs> I do not want to go hunting and I, I have no interest in that. Yeah. Unless it's an exotic game. I've always thought that'd be cool to kill like a tiger. <laughs> or a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems like you. Uh, no, I'm not one of Trump's kids. I'm not into that kind of stuff. <laughs> the breath of life thing, though, is cool, Tyler. Like to think about. Um, yeah, there's something about animals. And I think people even have like kinship with them. And you can see that with pets, but oh, yeah. also people who work with animals or who train them. Like you hear stories where it's like people will say they connect in certain ways. And you might kind of whatever joke about that or like think that that's not real. But I think there's something about that that's true. And Oh, absolutely. The word yeah. that uh, from the quote that I read, mutuality, is is that too strong? You think like to say like we are on kind of oh, equal, like is, mutuality isn't the same as equality, but no. um, do you think mutu mutuality works for you or is it? Well, I wondered when strength? you said that, like, so would that mean like a farmer will exchange, like I'll treat you comfortably and feed you well for a year and then I'm going to eat you. Is that a mutual exchange or is that not is what the animal? It's not. Well, I don't think so. Unless the animal... Oh, volunteers. It's okay, <laughs> right. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, it's getting maybe what it wouldn't have got in the wild, which is like a comfortable place to sleep and but we've, a steady diet. But we've, we've also bred, much, yeah, we've removed we've them from removed, the wild. Yeah, like we've domesticated them so that they wouldn't right. survive in the wild, right? Like we've done yeah. harm to them for our own benefit. I wouldn't want to send a big meaty cow out into the woods. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> what could take it down? Yeah. Um, Okay, so maybe I didn't really understand the mutualism thing, but... Let's take a pause and Ty can explain it to you. Okay. <laughs> oh, McDonald, he had a farm that was long ago. And the farm he has today, well, it's a little different than the one we used to know. The good old farm where the animals are free. Old McDonald had a farm, but that was long ago. And the farm he has today, well, it's a little different than the one you used to know. Well, the good old farm where the animals are free has been replaced by a factory. It's so outrageous, they're locked up in cages for the rest of their life. That's where they'll be. Whoa. So that's from a song called The Carnivores Who Hunt at the Supermarket <laughs> that my band, Bent Road Tavern, played in college in 2002 and three. And uh, so our singer who wrote that song, by the way, the song, if you want to listen to it, it's on Spotify. I'm really? not even kidding. If you want to go on there, it's a super old recording. It's um, good. The guy who was in the band with me, Colin, he's actually remastering all our old stuff and throwing it on there. So if you want to go check it out, um, it's, you know, whatever. It's fine. Some of it's fun. Anyway, this song is like seven or eight verses. So you're in for a long haul. Um, 
at the time we would always kind of we'd start playing the song and we would sort of like I'd kind of like grin and bear it like just get through the song this is like the you know the anthem kind of for yeah there it is yeah, Chris just found it on Spotify yeah, there. Oh, see if, is carnivores who hunt at the supermarket on there check it out um, it's um, one of your popular ones anyway it's it's look you don't have to listen to it because if, if you hear what I said that's from the song anyway point being at the time I didn't really understand what it was about I had no context for it. I knew that our singer was passionate about his cause, so we pleaded the song. Yeah. Um, years later, I realized quite how, you know, it was very much what you were talking about before, very much uh, the animal rights. Um, and uh, I'm not sure, but I believe he was, you know, vegan. And So anyway, um, yeah, this has brought that thought up in me uh, in that song. So anyway, yeah, great guy. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was, I, I, did, I wasn't there. I remember like laughing sometimes at some of the lyrics, like, <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. But the, it was a very um, informative song. So, like, he would talk about like the percentage of like um, the rainforest has been cutting down. Like, there's Whoa. a lot of information yeah. in the song. So, if yeah. you want to learn a lot, it's in there about um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I used to really like a band. Um, well, I still like them actually. Propagandi. They're like a band from uh, Winnipeg, and they they had on one of their albums like yeah, like all these things, that, these causes that they they were like anti-fascist, pro, um, vegan, vegan, um, pro-feminist, like all this, all these causes. And then all their songs would be just like that. Like these long songs, just these anthems for, I thought they were pretty awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to look up that band for sure. Your band. You you don't, you've never mentioned it before. Roads Tavern. Yeah. It's, you know, honestly, like we, it was a great time. Um, the recordings, they're, they're old. They don't sound great. You know, whatever. I'm not, it was fine. It was a good time. Um, but I'm not saying, uh, you know, they're of the highest quality recording but for the time. <laughs> it's all we had. Hey. It's all we had. Still worth a listen. Maybe a recommendation next time. Maybe. I guess we'll see. So maybe to spark another little conversation here, I'll read, I read this kind of list of common justifications for animal use and, Number one is that animals are not intelligent. They cannot think or reason. And another one would be animals are not as important as people. And then I've already kind of addressed, we talked about this a little bit, but God put animals here for us to use. So those are the common justifications. And then there's a little uh, kind of another part of the article I, I copied here. So I'll read that. Because there will always be some humans who don't fit the criteria used to justify animal exploitation. The only true distinction between humans and non-human animals are species, which is an arbitrary line to draw between which individuals do and don't have rights. There is no magical dividing line between humans and non-human animals. And there is um, uh, speciesism. Mm -hmm. Speciesism? Yeah, speciesism. Like... Similar to racism. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're from some of the sources I was reading, like there's, they would say there's not a huge difference between those things. Okay. So like if I say I'm pro-life, somebody might say, oh yeah, but you're a speciesist and you only Only certain lives are important to you. Homo sapien lives lives are. Right. Yeah. So would those, would that argument, if you're kind of holding that point right now, Tyler, would they say that? Um, not only is there not a difference, but there, the, the importance should be equal of the, um, the value of their life is equal. 
Well, if you're deciding to, if you're justifying your exploitation of animals, like how, and you're saying, well, we're more important than animals. Mm-hmm. Like my question would be like, why? Oh, okay. Like, why I do you, like why do you think you were more just important? trying to trigger me with this <laughs> <laughs> question? I don't Like, I guess I'm just not at a place where I think that an animal life would be so you equal do think your to life, a human life. You do think your life is more important than a cow's life? My personal life? Yes, but also every other human person's life. I think Chris's life in particular. <laughs> also mine, yes. Um, okay. Do you? Do you yeah. Are there are there certain animal lives that are more important than other? Are certain animals more important than others? To me, but I I mm-hmm. guess if I were to have this argument with somebody, I could see how they could go. Well, you're just arbitrarily saying you like dogs better than cats, so you think dogs are more important. But also, there's something about like sentience or intelligence that. I feel like it's part of that, but I'm, I don't even know if you can objectively say this thing is smarter than that thing, but like a gorilla would, should be treated different than a salmon. I think mm-hmm. should, can you say that certain humans are more intelligent than other humans? Sure. But I don't, this podcast proves that every time <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> humans as a species, I guess are more important than any animal in my opinion. But you said be kind of because of, it doesn't matter if humans are smart or not. Okay. As yeah. a species, but you're saying, he's not saying intelligence. He's, but you said apes are maybe more important oh. because they are okay, more yeah. intelligent. Maybe sentient. that's why I think that. I, yeah, so that's then, a good question. But wouldn't there be humans who are like even right. like babies or... Um, <laughs> like a dumb person is only as good as a smart dolphin kind of thing? Right. So like yeah. if you're saying... It's, if you're saying tonight, you guys, I don't think if you're, you're actually intelligent, saying that. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, I know you're not. Intelligence is the dividing line. Right. Then why are you saying that it matters for animals but not for humans? Or I might have messed that up. What about but consciousness? Yeah, that maybe in- that is a word. Maybe the reason he, the reason you like dogs is because they seem to like being with us. Right? That's like a sign of their that's why we like dogs. Sure, better but mosquitoes than do too. They love right? being on me. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't show <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. I think yeah, like, I if, <laughs> if you were to go like theologically speaking, I think people are, are, are image bearers. Like there's something about people and the way that they're created or made. I guess I don't really know how to explain that other than we think, have culture, we have language. Mm-hmm. And I know some animals have very basic levels of those things. Yeah. But to say like an anthill is as amazing as like, like <laughs> the things that are stored in the Vatican museums is like, but just because we Patently are ridiculous, if as a species like we are able, like we are set apart, does that mean we have the right to exploit all the other animals? Oh, that that's a great apart? question. No, and I think we've used that. People have used that as an excuse. Right. Yeah, sure. I don't think it has to be one or the other there, but I see where you're going with that. No, yeah. I don't think that you should. Yeah, I think because you're in a position of authority doesn't mean you should exploit. It means you actually have the the burden of using power to care for instead of have dominion over. Maybe that's right. the way I think of it. Right. So have, do I do that well all the time? Nope. I eat tasty steaks in the <laughs> summer because I think they're delicious and I probably should eat more carrots. Yeah. Right. Wow. So Tyler, you're doing a good job of sort of like, I feel like if you want to email the show, 
or Tyler specifically tonight. It's harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. I will share this Google Doc with you where I, I think I lost plagiarized a number of websites. But t- no, section. not at all. I think, Tyler, you've done a great job of sort of playing the side and trying to ask these questions because I, I know you probably feel differently than a lot of the points of view you're expressing. But thank you for being prepared like this. That's a really great way to have this discussion. Well, and I also, well, thank you for that. But I also, it has made me think and like, mm-hmm. um, like, and even question maybe some of my actions. I wouldn't say I'm at the point of, um, yeah, some of the things I've said, like are, yeah. I'm not fully authentic, but they, I am thinking about those things and some of them are compelling. And, but then I also, and I don't know if this opens a whole new can of worms, but like veganism is uh, kind of rooted in this animal rights yeah, I bet. Yeah. topic. Yeah. But it, there's also like that's an area that I'm thinking about quite a bit just because there's so many other reasons to um, find alternative food sources not other than animal rights, like right. if the, the environment and sustainability. Mm-hmm. And, um, this car- is kind of where I'm more on board, I think, where I sort of like to jump in and think about the future of food and protein and sustainability. Yeah. I think that's a really nice way in for me anyway. Yeah. When I think of factory farms, you know, you you can you can think about the animal cruelty, but you can also just think of this how, how sustainable they are, the pollution, yeah. mm-hmm. the health of, of eating meat all the time, the idea that we need to eat meat all the time, and that's just yeah. not true. Yeah. Yeah, and I think animal rights actually is a part of that, but like there's more pieces. Like for me there's more pieces to it. Right. Yeah. But. Also, like lentils and chickpeas and stuff that stuff's cheap mm-hmm. you can yeah you know, it is you can eat great and get what you need and it's not gonna yeah what if you were okay i know i don't want to start a whole new segment here but if you were a real um animal rights person i would think veganism would be the choice more than vegetarianism mm-hmm. like you couldn't even eat dairy or eggs right. or anything because the animals being coerced yeah. or manipulated or whatever yeah, and I think some of it's semantics. Like I, I read this one one article about um, how vegetarianism, like if you are a true vegetarian, you wouldn't eat eggs or milk either. Mm-hmm. But in today's like society, oh, you say you're vegetarian, but just you still way you eat define. cheese and drink milk and yeah. stuff. So it's, some of it's just the way we use the words. But yeah, I think right. veganism is more connected to the well-being of animals, whereas vegetarianism can be a health choice yeah um and but i mean there's a difference too between slaughtering pigs for bacon than harvesting unfertilized eggs to eat right so like there is some distinction there too mm-hmm. i guess in a but, harmonious way can i uh con like in good conscience leave this episode thinking i like animals and i can also use them for the things i like about them is that or is that just so hypocritical? I shouldn't. I don't know. I, I, I've always told myself that I think that we have a responsibility to treat animals ethically, respectfully. Um, but but I've also I guess I've also believed inherently that we can eat them. Uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, like I can I look at factory farms where I see the abuse. And I think that's that's just wrong. That's just morally incorrect. But maybe, yeah, maybe it's hypocritical. So if I'm going to kill them, eat them anyway, what does it matter? Like, how do I really view them? I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe. I guess your question is, can you, should you feel bad if you eat meat after this episode? Or is, 
Well, I, I like mean, that's not what I'm trying. I guess no, no. I hope that's not what. No, I don't. I don't as think as, you're trying to. No, it's more like can I can I care about the welfare of animals and also enjoy eating them? It's good food yeah. for thought. Yeah. Um, I feel like that we're winding down. Yeah. Um, we're ready for uh, confessions. Confessions. Maybe? I have w- one quick note about about the Bent Roads Tavern thing. I feel kind of <laughs> bad. Like like my my friend has put a lot of work into putting this stuff on Spotify and sharing it. So like it, it's a really cool effort. Um, yeah. I will say though, I, we did re-record a song recently, like a new recording called Sweet Morona, and check that one out. Like I'm we're proud of it. It's new new recordings. It's okay. in honor of our friend who actually was in the band who passed away. I mentioned oh, the wow. podcast before. So yeah. yeah, if you know, I'm proud of that. Sweet Morona is a good song. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Most artists are self-deprecating. We get it, Graham. I'm not an artist. Well, confessions? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's wrap up this episode with some confessions. Mm -hmm. And uh, mine has to do with the topic of violence, which was what I probably would have talked about on tonight's episode or today's episode if you hadn't said to go with a light topic i was thinking okay. like we could talk about violence, violence or like huh. pacifism or war or something like that so maybe a future topic. maybe next time yeah okay but um my confession is connected because i just finished watching um two seasons of the boys on amazon prime and it's a series about superheroes it's a superhero show um but it's very the part that my, my confession is related to the violence in the show. There's a lot of head heads being blown up. And I think every two episodes, I told myself I would stop watching, but then I would go back and keep watching. So that's my confession is that I knew something was kind of over the line or even for me, like pushing the boundaries of what I was comfortable with. But I kept, kept watching and kept saying, Oh, I only have a few more episodes. And then, <laughs> Got to finish the season. I can't get this. It's like the worst is over. It's not going to get worse than this. I've already seen it. Move on. Yeah. And then blammo. Right. And then right in the eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and yeah. it's a very good show. Like like, but the violence is yeah extreme. We feel so. similar. We 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 have not finished it, but it it it's yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I've talked to two people who say they quit the show because of that. So yeah, and I've heard that from people too. Your fortitude has carried you through. That's yeah, I'm so desensitized. <laughs> yeah. You're awful. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. I feel way better. <laughs> yeah. Good. Is it is it a good ending of season two though? Is it worth it? It's worth. It. Okay. <laughs> okay. There yeah. you go. It's okay. worth it. Uh, my confession. Um, and I'm sorry that it's 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 not very specific, but it's a, it's a true confession because I actually do feel, uh, even right now, and this happened a week ago, really really bad about this. But I basically was the least harmonious person ever in this interaction I had. So uh, what I will say is that it was someone really close to me who I love and to care for, and basically it was a topic of of kind of a conspiracy that was brought up, and I was just so um, kind of shocked by this opinion and by this point of view. And I just basically had no filter and I just sort of went for it and was was really, I think because I was just kind of shocked and just like, no, 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 please no. And that, that kind of reaction. I, but I definitely was not very, um, I kind of escalated it. I, I, I raised my voice, mm. said some things that really, really shouldn't have said. So um, 
Yeah, and I was talking with you, Chris, about earlier about like why I'm like that with someone closer to me than someone maybe who's not. Like if someone who was maybe just a friend of a friend, I wouldn't have launched into anything like that. But because of someone I love and respect so much, it was almost maybe easier to have that reaction. Um, or yeah, you have more invested, so you, you're more passionate about the argument maybe? Maybe, yeah. And it's a, it's a topic, and we can maybe even talk about it another day. I, I won't mention it now, but it's a, it's a, you know how these sort of online things, the Facebook meme conspiracy theory type yeah. stories that I am very skeptical of, and this one in particular I believe is totally unfounded, but it doesn't really matter what it was. I didn't have to react the way that I did. So mm. um, if this person's listening, they know exactly, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, in general, I just was, I missed a really good chance to be harmonious with someone who I mean who it means a lot to me. And so that sucks. Right. And I'll maybe try and hopefully do better next time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a real honest and mindful confession. Mine's more just kind of mindlessness. But um, I asked Shanna, what should I confess? And she, right away, she, <laughs> she knew what it should be, which was running a stop sign in the Ikea parking lot this week, which oh. doesn't isn't huge deal. But combined with the fact that one of my last confessions <laughs> yeah. was how good, I was gonna say. <laughs> good of a driver I am, but or was, I think I am. Aren't those stop signs in Swedish? Swedish. And so you didn't know what it, it was. It was yellow, not red. Right. I well, I really didn't actually think it was facing me, but mm-hmm. apparently so it was. So it was a mistake. Like You just okay. didn't know. It was a mistake, yeah. Well, I, I was going to try to defend you and say sometimes like being a good driver is like knowing when you actually need to stop. Or like when you actually need to like use your signal lights, yeah. like. But now and that you in said this it case, was, like if there was nobody around, and it was late at night. No, it was. It was I just, just blew mistake. right through it. Yeah. So All that's right. as real as my confession gets this week. That's okay for someone who's a self-proclaimed amazing driver. That's brutal. <laughs> it's true. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to tell you. All right. Um, if you want to get in t- contact with us, Tyler, what should people do? Um, I think email. I love email. So mm-hmm. harmonious gentleman at gmail.com. Yeah. We're also trying to be a little more active on social media. Yeah. Despite our feelings about social media. Mm-hmm. Instagram so, and Twitter. Yeah. At harmonious gents. I gave out three stickers this week. Nicely so done. If I see more listeners, I'll keep giving them out. Yeah. I've given some out too. Yeah. That's great. And uh, yeah. So I guess that's it for tonight. Yeah. Tyler, thank yeah. you again for your preparedness tonight. Yeah. You know, we just you welcomed us into your home, and then you have a great topic for us. So, no, thank you. Give us chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> locally sourced. Probably I think. the last ones I'll yeah. ever eat. <laughs> well, and researching this stuff was really fun, and I think it changed my thoughts on yeah the way I treat animals and even my uh, my habits as a consumer and eater. And mm. um, I'm gonna think more about it. And one thing I really want to do is just set my cat free. <laughs> so I think that, after this episode, like amen. you guys can just like it's we'll linger in the she doorway. has the right to just live yeah. in the wild. So Okay. That's great. That'll be his confession next time. Yeah. <laughs> that needs in trouble. Been there, done that. Okay. We'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. Awesome. And uh thanks again. Email us if you want to talk to us and uh hopefully we'll see you again soon. On <laughs> harmonious, harmonious gentleman. gentleman. <laughs>